This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. What's going on, Smooth Operators? Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I'm really excited about recording this. And the genesis for this episode came with the discussion I was having with a contractor the other day. And it, it all, it was a marketing strategy that I was uncovering, but it, it led me to really think about the number of businesses I've worked with, the number of things that I've seen, the number of people I've helped and how I've tried to build my own business. So I want to focus on strong foundations so the foundations of your business that you can build at any time, you can build it as a solopreneur from day one in your business. These are the things that you need to really be concentrating on so that you can grow. So I want to circle back to a story where um, a couple years ago I was converting this old, old pole barn in my backyard. If you don't know what a pole barn is, it's basically poles that are buried into the ground. And that's what the barn is built upon. It's these poles that are just buried. They're buried about four to six feet deep. And that's all the foundation that building has is just these poles. The thing was, when we looked at the building and we started imagining what we could do with this building, the, the vision was that it was going to be my office is going to be a workshop where we could do construction projects and woodworking projects and overall just a really solid building for us. The downside was it's also in a floodplain, so it's subject to sometimes seasonal flooding. And you could tell when you looked in the, bu- the building, there was water damage all over the place. And so I met with about five or six different contractors to discuss the construction project that I wanted to do because I had this vision and I just needed to figure out how to do it. And about five of them gave me, they gave me answers. They said, you can do this, you can do that. We could firm up the foundation this way or that way. And then one, the sixth contractor came in and said, tell you the truth, truth, brother, we kind of got to tear it down and start new. This foundation is not going to be feasible long term. We could do this, we could do that, we could do this. But that's just beating around the bush and it's not building a proper foundation that's going to last. So here's what I do and he gave me his proposal, which involved tearing down the whole building, digging a proper foundation, a proper footer, which if you're not in construction, it's a it's a it's concrete that's buried below the frost line. And then rebuilding the entire building from the ground up. And he was significantly more than the other contractors. Like five figures more. And I hired him. Because he was the one contractor who told me what I needed to hear, not what I wanted to hear. He said, well, yeah, we can do this, we can do that. None of those things are going to stand the test of time. We're going to be back having this conversation in five to ten years, except now you're going to have a finished building on top of a shady foundation. So is that what you really want? I hired him. 
and I did the hard work of rebuilding the entire foundation of this building. And I think about this and I think about business in the same way. When we build our business on top of shady foundations, we're setting ourselves up for long-term pain of having to redo things, of having to circle around and rebuild entire sections of the company because we've built it on shoddy foundations. And around the same time, I was having a conversation with someone who's very much in the solopreneur phase. They're just getting started, and they said, well, Adam, I see what you do for bigger companies. What can you tell me? And I went down this rabbit hole of talking about the foundational things you can build right now. So I just wanted to have that conversation with you today on what we're talking about with business foundations and what we can build right now whether you're a solopreneur, whether you have a two or three or four person team, really take a moment just to look at what you currently have, what you currently have in play, and whether or not you're thinking through what you should be taking just a little bit of your time to build the foundations now, which will allow your company to grow on top of these foundations. So yeah, lot of uh, you know, lot of discussions back to construction. But we all know, like if you've never been involved in construction, you know that without a foundation, it doesn't matter what's on top. The house will eventually collapse. The building will collapse if we don't have the footer. If we don't have the concrete work put underneath the building. You know, any building that collapses, we'll see you know, news stories of it. It's because it wasn't built properly in the first couple days of that construction project. All right, so what does this mean for us in business? Like, what am I talking about with foundations? So, first off, I, I just have a couple listed here. I'll, let's go through these one at a time. First off, you need to have strong SOPs. You need to have ways that you're doing things. An SOP does not have to be over, overthought, as I've talked about previously. An SOP can be as simple as a screen flow or Camtasia video or Loom video, for that matter, of you walking through a process and talking through the methods that you use to do things. It, and it should be for stuff that's simple and complex. Something as simple as how to publish a podcast episode or how to you know, uh, publish to Facebook need to be documented in an SOP. And these are one and done usually. Sometimes you have to come back and revisit it. But if you have these SOPs, you now have the foundational building blocks to offload it. That video walkthrough. I then like to take those SOPs and build that into workflows and processes. If you're not using a project management software at this point, I highly recommend that you do. And it doesn't have to be complex. It doesn't have to be super robust. You can use the free plans in most of these cases. Uh, like I, you all know, I'm an Asana aficionado, and you know, and a partner with Asana. I recommend Asana to everyone I work with, just because it's the system I know best. Is it better than any of the other ones? You know, they're all kind of the same in many regards. So it's a matter of personal preference. But 
build out your workflows. So you take that SOP and build it out into a step-by-step -step checklist. Even if it's just you doing the process for now, having it documented in there means you have the foundational step to offload because it's already built. So having these workflows and processes in your project management software from the very beginning will definitely pay off in the long run. Another aspect to foundations is your communication modalities. What communication structure are you using within the team? And what do you see as the future? So if you, even if you're at just one hire, just one, what are you doing to communicate? Do you have Slack? Do you have SMS? Do you have you know, communication within your project management software? What are your communication modalities and how are you doing this? You need to take the time just to think of how you prefer to have communication sent to you. And is that sustainable? So if you hire someone off Upwork, are you just using the Upwork messaging system? Are you using... WhatsApp, what are you using? And is that something that will grow with you? In many cases, you know, if you're just communicating with one person, it's sustainable for one, but is it sustainable for many? If it's not sustainable for many, for example, WhatsApp, try to move away from that as soon as possible and move into managed systems like Slack, like project management, like even in Google Docs. You know, just documenting this and having a way of communicating from the outset will definitely pay off when you start reaching that three to five to ten team members and everything gets messy. One thing that isn't always discussed at this level of growth when you're a solopreneur or just really starting to build your team is financials. So that's another of the foundations. Number four. How are you documenting your financials? How are you are you doing a PL, a profit and loss statement? Are you actually working to document what's going on and are you profitable on a month-to-month, quarter-to-quarter basis? If you're not, it's not going to get easier as the numbers get bigger. You know, part of one of the challenges that we face as entrepreneurs is documenting this and having to be honest with ourselves and see that number on a month-to-month -month basis, especially if it's not good. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, when you're just starting out, it's not always a good number to see. But just like everything else, when we start from the beginning and documenting the things that matter, our revenue, our fixed expenses, our flexible expenses, you start documenting from day one and putting it into a spreadsheet that's rolling now you're able to see that growth over time and able to actually measure what you can do company-wise. Can you hire someone? Do you have growth? You have all these things in place so you actually need to grow. So I recommend, and I do have a master spreadsheet that I give to all of my students that covers everything you can imagine. And many of these areas, when you start, will not be relevant. Even if you're below five Team members won't be relevant yet. 
but they're in the same system. So when we start to add them, they don't become a new system that we have to start. We're starting with what we're going to need eventually. And that's never comfortable. The financial part of this is never comfortable. I get that. And this is one of those preaching to the choir. Adam, you're not measuring your financials as accurately as you should be all the time. You know, we all fail. But it's a matter of looking back and knowing what we have to do. And circling back. And shoring our own selves up. Finally, I want to get around to the idea of core business functions. What functions does the business actually do? And what is required to grow the business? So there are a lot of things that we think business is. But when it comes down to its core, business is about lead generation, nurturing those leads, converting those leads into customers, delivering products to those customers, and retention, resell, and upsell. Those are the core business functions. If you concentrate your efforts on those five core business functions, then you'll be winning. You'll be able to identify what specifically you're doing within each of those five areas to grow your business. And if something does not fit in those areas, areas you need to find a way to make it fit into those areas. Like, Adam, what do you mean? Like lead, lead generation, but I'm just doing you know, my content marketing. Exactly. Is that If you're not relating that to lead generation, then why are you doing it? If you're working on affiliate offers or partner promotions or JVs, how is this related to your core business functions? If we concentrate our efforts on these and see where we're strong and where we're weak, now we know where we need to do the work. Just as an example, I'm working with a client right now who is very, very, very strong in their delivery. And they have some work to do on some of their other core business functions, especially conversion and resell. And so what I'm advising this client is to do just that. Hey, your delivery is already really solid. So to grow the business, we need to concentrate on these other business functions. That's what's really going to grow the business. And when ideas come about or projects come about that are in the delivery side, I'm advising to, great, that's already your strong suit. That's already where you're excelling. Continuing to work on that isn't going to actually grow the business because you're already so strong right there. So when we start with the idea of these core business functions, directing our efforts to address them, measuring how strong we are in, on all of these, what we're doing is a couple fold. First off, we're concentrating our efforts on the things that will actually grow the company. Second off, we're providing ourselves with the framework to think more strategically. We're able to work from that framework to think of the projects that will make the difference because we're looking at it through this lens. This is a foundational lens that if you're not doing it, look, let's jump on a call and talk about your business foundations and what you're doing, what your the functions of your business are. I am super happy to help. This is where 
you know, talking about these kinds of things is certainly my happy place. And it's something that I'm particularly well suited for. It's this type of strategy. These strategic discussions that have to happen, but it all comes down to that foundational idea of measuring and observing your core business functions and basing your project delegation and your project um, importance off of what will improve those business functions. <coughs> so, no matter where you are, like some of these foundations are going to be lacking. And that's always going to be the case. So forgive yourself of that and just know that you can do things perfect from day one and you're still going to find that you have to circle around and go back and reshore up your own foundational systems on a regular basis. This is routine. Uh, what I've noticed is that when we move right, when we keep on growing the business, we have to keep our eye on what's left. We have to keep our eye on what we've already done to adapt things, to, to fix things that break. So that's part of it. Like we always have to be looking to the future while also looking to what's already done. And it's this constant game that we have to play with ourselves as we're growing a business. So having someone to help you do that is definitely, um, it's very helpful. It's helped me into growing multiple seven-figure businesses. It's helped me when advising and working with, now I'm working with some uh, you know eight and nine-figure businesses on a regular basis looking to grow everything that they're doing and all of this becomes you know very congruent in some ways so if you're interested in having a conversation about your own business foundations and what can be done to shore them up in order to grow to that next level to go from six to seven or seven to eight definitely hit me up let's get on a call and talk about your business in particular and see what I would recommend in order to shore this up so you can continue to move to the right, to grow your business to that next level and increase your contribution. Okay, I've so enjoyed this conversation, being able to go down this rabbit hole of talking about foundational elements of the business. You know, we've covered a lot of these individual things in specific episodes, but I want to see, look at this, take a step back and look at this from a holistic perspective of foundational elements of business and what you need to do and what you need to be considering even when you're starting at the solopreneur phase. I know many of you are already past that and that's great, uh, but again, just because we move past that and we're at the 3 to 5 to 10 to 20 team members doesn't mean we're done looking to our foundations. If something is off in your company, if something feels uncomfortable, I almost guarantee you it's a foundational issue that we just need to shore up, fix, and ship out to the team when we focus on building foundations versus adding more dressing or adding more features to the top of the business. Usually, nine times out of ten, it's a foundational element that we need to fix, and that will actually fix everything else. So do hit me up if you want to uh, jump on a chat. Uh, again, no obligation required. This is literally a discovery call just to talk about your particular business and some of the challenges that you're facing and how you can move past those challenges. So you can find me on the web at adamliette.com, A-D-A-M-L-I-E-T-T-E.com. You can email me at adam at adamliette.com. Let's chat, and I look forward to exploring your business with you. And until next time, for all you operators out there in the foundational weeds, brother, lead the way. 
All right, that wraps up for this episode, but don't let the learning stop here. Join us in the Facebook group where we'll be sharing the latest tactical techniques and tricks that we're seeing work in companies just like yours. Go to adamliette.com slash Facebook. That's A-D-A-M-L-I-E-T-T-E dot com slash Facebook.